Welcome to Trandy Standard. I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. And I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. We have a returning guest by popular demand. <laughs> uh, the, the popularity came from me. <laughs> we have Matthew back with us. We aired that one on New Year's Day. January 1st. It was quite popular, and I'd love to see the numbers continuing to go up on it. They were close to a record for first day number of hits. So, Matt, we asked you back because we think you have a story. When we had you in here earlier, we really didn't have an opportunity to talk about that as much as you were talking about your partnership. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned in the beginning that, if I remember right, you came out when you were 31. Yes. Yeah, I guess I would say officially, yes. (laughs) But I didn't quite understand. Did you have a relationship prior to that with Roy? Yes. Yes, I did. We were together eight years. Before you came out? Yes. 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 That in itself is an interesting story. I don't think I put that together in our last one. Yeah. kind of figured the time frame was you were together and you were out. No, no, not me. No, well, I mean, not that people, uh, I guess client base, friend base, that type of thing, they probably knew it. Like I never officially came out with this to my family. Um, again, like I said uh, in the last interview, because I didn't feel I needed to justify who I was with. But in the process of my parents moving us, twice (laughs) and knowing that we were in the same bedroom i i don't think it was hard for them to put two and two together but um as you know after as i said when my dad passed away then i felt the need to come out to my to my mom and explain things i guess well the first obvious question is why didn't you come out right away um probably fear i was thinking that well, I, I didn't know what I was thinking. I didn't know how they would react, and things were going fine as mm-hmm. it was. And um, they didn't ask anything of me. Uh, periodically, my siblings would say, I think you need to talk t- to mom and dad about this because they were asking us. And I said, Well, why don't they ask me? And probably the same reason I didn't talk to them. <laughs> you know, neither one of them, us wanted to make the move, so to speak. So is it? Is it fair to say that you weren't hiding it, but you weren't advertising it? Correct. (laughs) That's a very good way of putting it. (laughs) But then when you're deciding that you're not advertising it, then you have to come up with creative ways to say certain things, I suppose. Yes, at times. Yeah. I, I never, like, I have never went into my relationship with any of my client base as a hairdresser. Um, as much as there's an exchange of information, if they ask me who Roy is, I tell them. I have our so picture on the even wall. Even now you're saying you yes. don't. And I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Nobody goes out and says, no. hey, let me tell you about my personal life. Exactly. We're at work, so we keep it. Exactly. We keep it more professional. Yes. Sure. Yes. Uh, it's the same way with you. You have a, a lot of people that you interact with, and there's no need to bring it up. Right. I'm dealing with every single call as a stranger on the phone, so I'm not bringing up anything ever. Yeah. Sure. And there's no need to. It'd be like me saying, well, I, did you know I'm left-handed? 
Exactly. Although you do actually talk about being left-handed <laughs> frequently. I, I do. Frequently. <laughs> Anytime we're at a restaurant and somebody comes up, you know, if like the server is left-handed, dad will inevitably comment on the fact that they're left-handed and then go on. He's got a whole spiel. And he'll go into about how, how many... A disproportionate number of presidents were left-handed, <laughs> and all great people were left-handed. So, and and I'm going into that because you do talk about that quite a bit. So, yes, I do. I mean, actually, I'm proud of it. And that is a little bit of when we're talking about identity issues. I get the sense that for you, then you maybe don't necessarily think of yourself as an, an aspect of my identity is that I'm gay. Yeah. Would you say that's fair? Correct. It's something yeah. about you, but it, not... Yeah. Yeah. Part... It, it's just who I am. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it. I, I don't even know if I would have to really advertise because most people, not that they necessarily should, but assume. And so it's just a given. It, it has through my whole career... Um, and it's it, it's 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 interesting the stereotyping that goes along with that. Um, people I've worked with are always um, I don't know if I want to say enamored or irritated <laughs> at the fact that their clients will ask my advice about their hair instead of the person doing their hair because <laughs> with the assumption I'm gay, I know how they should look. <laughs> you have like gay superpowers. I, I guess I do. <laughs> yeah, the superpowers. Yeah. So, like, right. I mean, t- just last week we had a situation where one of the girls did someone's hair, and and I happened to be walking in the room, and I said, "Oh, I love your hair. It looks so nice on you." And she said, "I do. I look younger." I said, "Well, of course." And I walked away, and when she left, my coworker said, "Well, thank you for that." She said. <laughs> Now I feel confident walking out of here because I have his seal of approval. <laughs> and she said, I told her it looked good. <laughs> but she had to hear it from, as she put it, a gay man. On the other hand, we know. you're also looked at, at probably as the owner of the business. Um, well, this was the owner doing her hair, but <laughs> of oh. the building. We're all independent. but I see. But I don't know if they know that. But uh, uh-huh. yeah. So it's... A, and and I don't know. There's there's something about a, a male perspective a, as a hairdresser. Sure. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, there's always the the stereotype of the gay best friend. Yes. Because you're a you're a man, yes. but you're a safe man to be around. You, and, you've got a similar yeah. perspective, but yet a different perspective. Yes. It's and I find of- that interesting too. That when when I refer to people, friend base or otherwise, I just. <laughs> I just refer to them as this is my friend so and so. And when they talk about me, they always say, This is my friend so and so. He's gay. Oh. <laughs> and I I always think it's interesting that they have to point that out. Because I don't say they're straight. Does that make you feel <laughs> yeah, exactly does that make you feel any kind of way? Or like are a, you like a token gay it, friend? I mean, do you feel a um, bit that way or do you feel I like I laugh at it now, but at first I thought, does that have to be part of the conversation? But um, I don't know. There's a novelty in it for them. When I went to college, <laughs> they in college the the local newspaper would report on things that happened in the community. And if something happened, like somebody was picked up for stealing or drunkenness or anything else, 
if it happened to be a college student at the university, they would always say, well, Matthew, a college student. Yeah. <laughs> like they had to add that. Like yeah. you see the, all the problems yeah. these people are creating, that kind of thing. Mm. I never understood why they did that, but they always did it. Yeah, I I have no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the, I think that's an interesting avenue to explore is this idea of identity and what does identity mean to us and what does it mean in our community? And in some aspects, our community care is much more than we care. And in some aspects, I think we care much more than our community cares. And those don't always match up. So it's interesting that the perspective of your clients mm-hmm. is very different from your own perspective. Yes. yes. Have you had times the other way where you felt like for who you are that you have not felt like it's you know, there's been a piece missing in the community ever or where you felt like, mm, I just don't, I don't have quite a friend around here that understands me in the same way as a straight person might? I worked with another male hairdresser who was gay for a while. And we hung out here and there. Ironically, I always viewed him as so much more gay than me. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he probably thought the same of me. So I I don't know. It's it's a weird perspective thing. But um, I mean... It seemed like when we did hang out, then there was questions like, oh, you're hanging out with so-and-so. And and I know that he had a partner and and Roy, um, I don't know if they want to hear this, but I mean, they discussed it. And at some point, I think they thought something was going on. So it's hard in, in my world, for, through my experience, to have a relationship with someone else who is a gay male because then there's this idea that oh wait what happened to roy (laughs) sure are you guys still together Uh so it's almost the flip side of with your clients you're the safe man to be around but another gay man now in some sense is not necessarily so safe because who knows yes and that's why we keep boundaries and yes and such (laughs) and we were just friends there was nothing more to it but i'm like really should it be that hard so that that was really my only experience having a friend that I hung out with for a while that was gay. And then he moved somewhere else. Well, I think I would experience the same thing if I started hanging out and having a close relationship with another woman. True. Uh, I think that my wife, after a while, would think, are you crossing a boundary here? That, yeah, I, uh, I There's some that. similarities. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And, you know, in... As much as I would reaffirm that that was not happening, sure, there still was this thing in the back of the head. When you finally did come out, after eight years, did you have any areas in your relation that was not affirming? Well, anybody, I mean, Roy was always present whenever, well, I shouldn't say, initially he probably didn't come with, with me to things because... We didn't want the explanation thing happening, um, and then I then I it just switched. And I'm like, you're just coming, you know. If, if you're you're part of me, um, my cousins or who have you always brought their perspective partners with. Yeah. Um, so you're coming, and uh, you know, and and then it was after that it was more of a like 
if I felt he if he if he was comfortable, do you want to come with? Because he's the one that was experiencing more of the withdrawal from my family than I was. I mean, they still communicated with me. It's just he was this person that was there. Um, and I don't know if it was because we were gay, because of the age difference, um, because he had been married, you know, what their thought process w- was on that. Mm-hmm. Like I broke something up. I, I'm not sure. Um, now they are much, much kinder to him to the point where I think they like him more than me. <laughs> and he is much more kinder to them than I am. um not that i'm holding a grudge but um i'll say he's the better person (laughs) (laughs) well you'll be pleased to hear that (laughs) my ex has a very close relationship with dad and and my mom as well and sometimes i think hey wait why did you invite her to do this thing and (laughs) i didn't get to be part of this thing so i understand that Yeah. yeah i mean now it's to the now it's to the point where my fam- my relatives extension everywhere where's roy uh-huh. <laughs> you know they always want to know where oh, roy is yes so but have you had any pushback um i mean not not from my family in an outward manner towards us no nobody ever outwardly spoke out against us to our face whether something was said I, my mother's never brought anything up. So if anybody, if her siblings said anything to her, she's never said anything. I honestly don't think they would because the way that my family is, my dad's family definitely wouldn't because they don't talk about anything. So it's um, community-wise, yes. Um, just, uh, you know, and it's, 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 it's interesting because me and Roy have been in this community for years, and um, out and about, people know who we are. We've never had that negative of a reaction. Individually, I have. I don't know if he has. Um, I one time, granted, in part, it was a reaction that I had also. But um, someone, like, uh, I was riding my bike, and I was crossing the street, and they pulled in front of me and I reacted with a certain gesture, which I didn't need to, but they <laughs> turned around and came up behind me and, and pulled over and got out of their vehicle and got in my face and threatened me. And he said he had a bat in his truck and he wasn't afraid to get it out and show me a lesson. And that was just down the street from where I now live. And, and were there slurs involved in that as well? Was yes. it obvious that yes. it was very motivated? Yes. And uh, so I don't think it was so much my gesture as the gesture came from someone who was gay. Oh. And his, he was threatened by that. Like he was too much of a man to put up with that. And I, I had a very tight grip on my bike and I said nothing. But in my head, all I thought was, go ahead and try. Because I, I, I was not going to be scared of him, and I was not going to give him the satisfaction of saying anything. I just let him say what he needed to say. He got in his truck, and he, he was gone. Um, 
I thought, well, that was interesting. And it was interesting to me in translating the story that it seemed like the bulk of the um, backlash was on me for the hand gesture. Because almost like I initiated a conflict. <laughs> Where is anybody else Not that had the been fact biking, that he, around, uh, biking around? Yeah. May have done the same thing. Yeah. And it would never come up at no. all. You would just think. No. So, yeah. And which I did not mention the last time when me and Roy were here, but we had an incident other than our neighbor that we mentioned um, where we were at a funeral. We were asked by the family to leave because their mother had passed away and she would not want us there. And we knew what us meant. Um, I wasn't going to make a scene. I knew who we were there for. And I, I said, that's fine. They, cause they said if we didn't leave, they were going to call the cops. Um, which I thought was extreme, but, um, I just said, we'll, we'll go to your house. We can give you our sympathies there. We don't need to be here because we don't need a scene for you either. But, um, I thought that was, I thought it was interesting because they did. I felt they didn't even know who their mother was. Oh, because I knew her on a different level, and um, I'd went to her hair and did, I her house and did her hair. We had a lot of conversations when when I was there. Um, she never appeared to have an issue with with me. So, um, well, she continued yeah. to invite you back. So clearly, she had no yeah. issue with you. Yeah. And and if there was a problem with me, um, with me being gay, that that was something she would have never like. That wasn't a hindrance for her. It might have been um, a question to um, people she knew on. I wonder why, but not a. It's a deal breaker. Yeah, for, certainly not for something that. where she would ask you to leave an event exactly that she was hosting or anything exactly. For. So, yeah. Have you had any reaction from strangers or, say, somebody who you walked into a, a place and they, you could tell that you were not welcome there, that kind of thing? Uh, hmm. Either together or individually? If I if I had, it's been a long time. Generally, I, I guess if I, I mean, the majority of my going out was in a straight bar, you know, in the local area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if, if I was going out to meet friends, that's where I was going. Um, I won't say that there, I know that there are places that I frequented that there were local people that went to the bar all the time. Um, that would comment and they knew, they knew my father, you know, and my parents, um, which I always thought was interesting. I, and I would bring that up to my dad. Oh, I saw your friend. <laughs> um, but I won't say what he was, was saying, but, uh, um, and I always thought it was interesting that it, that it was a constant because I went in there 
all the time. And I, I knew a fair share of people there. They knew me. They were, you know, it was a, it was, it was a good relationship. Um, and they did, for lack of a different phrase, put him in his place. Um, but I thought, I'm not going away. I'm still going to be walking through that door. Was this after you came out or prior to? I would say prior. Prior to. So they'd already decided that you were gay. Yes. And yeah. these were not <clears throat> friends of yours specifically. No. They were friends of your parents. Well, people they knew. Yeah. I see. They knew. Not not like friends they hung out with, it's, but they knew who they were. They knew whose son I was. <laughs> we'll say it that way. I find it interesting. I, a few years ago, was in a group with several different uh, queer people of various sorts. So um, some gay men, some lesbian women, other trans folks, and just a variety of different people all together. And we were going through and doing an exercise where we were talking about our experiences. And I realized in that group, there was something that I lacked, but also something that I really gained. And I'm curious about this from you is that for me, because I transitioned late in life, it means that I was able to navigate most of my life the same way as a straight man would really navigate the world. And so while I never got to be me and who I wanted to be during that whole time, I felt like I was hiding a piece of myself. I'm also in some sense grateful because I missed out on some of those kinds of pieces. Mm -hmm. I don't recall anybody ever making fun of me or anything. If they were making fun of me, it was despite the fact that, you know, they thought that it was not something that was true of me rather than making fun of who I really was because I had really done a good job of hiding who I was. In Mm -hmm. fact, I did such a good job that when I did finally come out, Hmm. hardly anybody knew or anticipated. Well, being your father, I didn't know. No, I really, really hid it well. So I'm curious the difference. As I share that story, I wonder if that, in what ways does that resonate with you or in what ways do you feel like, yeah, no, that's not my experience at all? No, I I would say um, I did not hide it well. (laughs) Um, But I have evolved greatly through my years. Um, When I think of how my, when I started in my career and how I was with my clientele and to where I am now, um, I'm, and I don't know if it was a, a feeling of uncomfortable to be my authentic self or I just grew into it, the comfort of it. Um, I definitely express myself through my clothes and what I wear so much more than I used to. And I would have always liked to have done that. Um, but I always wondered what would be said. I'm like, they already, they already think I'm gay, you know, dressed in blue jeans and a t-shirt. If I come out in some colorful outfit, then I'm giving it away. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, now I don't care. So, um, and that is, that is one thing, you know, a lot of my clients say that, you know, they respect me for, and they, they love how I just, I'm out there being myself and I, I'm just not going to let someone stop me at this point. After I turned 50, <laughs> I'm like, well, deal. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have had that before, but, but I have it now. So 
Well, which is an interesting question. You came out eight years after you were together. Do you wish you would have come out much sooner? Um, in hindsight, yes. It would have been, uh, it, it would have avoided a lot of avoiding. <laughs> Roy would be very open about talking about things, and I would be a little bit, don't say that. You know, like, you can say we went out with friends. Don't tell them we were at a gay bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, And to some degree, I'm still like that with my mom, just because there's a comfort level. Um, Not that I'm hiding it, but I don't know if she knows, she needs to know everything. But, um, But in coming out to her when I did, I did find it interesting, the questions she had for me. What kinds of things did she ask? I know one thing she... (laughs) She didn't fully ask, but she alleged to was. So, what exactly do you two do? <laughs> and I said, "Well, that's for me to know, and you hopefully never find out." So, I'm not going to. Okay, that's where this question and answer ends. <laughs> I'll so, answer a lot of things, but I'm not going to go into that with you, and I wouldn't want to ask that of you and Dad either. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but it, su- it surprised me. me. If my father-in-law asked me, so, so what do you and your wife do? <laughs> I don't think that yeah. I would be coming up with an answer. We'll just say we sit on the couch and watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is interesting. Yeah, but I mean, we definitely are more affectionate not to the extreme, but I mean, I will, you know, like I was always very uh, sheltered in my affection towards Roy in public, and I still am. Um, but I don't know if it's so much that I I didn't want to put us out there, or it's just that's how I was raised. So you know, it's, and my my siblings aren't uh, they don't they're not outwardly affectionate with their their spouses. My parents weren't it's just what i what i knew uh-huh. and so that was personal to me so that's what happens when we're together it's not an, a thing of being ashamed of it's it's just it's personal to me so if there's someone out there right now that is listening to this and they haven't come out and in fact they may be people out there that like you, Raya, there no one suspects, but inside they know I'm not comfortable where I'm at, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know if I should come out. I I don't want the conflict. I don't want the uh, the the stares and the arguments, etc. What would you tell them? I would probably say dig deep. And do it anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. um, it is worth it in the end. Um, I think for the most part, it makes life simple. I don't know what their personal situation is, so I guess they have to gauge what their you know comfort level is and what they weigh the outcome of <laughs> the expectation. <laughs> We could put it a little differently. If you could go back and give yourself advice, 
when you were in high school or just out of high school, mm-hmm. what advice would you give yourself? Now, it was different times, of course, than it is right yeah. now. So it um, might not apply the same way, but. I think I always owned who I was. Um, but I think I needed to make it a bigger point. Uh, definitely to to allow others to know who I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. I guess that's what I would say. <laughs> we have been talking about identity and aspects of how much do we want to embrace this as a piece of our identity and how much do we want to say, well, it's a part of who I am, but it's not really who I think is central to myself. Do you think that that has changed for you over time? That maybe when you were younger that you were saying, I don't want this to be part of my identity and you weren't necessarily rejecting it. But no, I don't think I, I honestly, like I matured late, so I don't even know if I knew what it was um, to put a phrase because it's not like where I grew up was very progressive. So I wasn't, there was no one leading by example. We'll say that. Um <clears throat> so it was a learn as you go kind of a situation. If you had seen an example, do you think that would have changed things for you? Um possibly. I mean there were people I went to school with that were more out there and that might have been part of what reserved me a little bit cuz I saw how they were treated and I thought mm, I don't know if I want that stigma. Um but it was going to be there regardless as I look back. But <clears throat> yeah. How do you feel about society today compared to acceptance, say, 30 years ago? Have you noticed a change? I have. Um, in some ways, I, in some ways, I almost feel it was easier years ago um as progressive as things have come i almost think there's a little bit of a reversion happening Mm -hmm. um with society in some areas and that's something i don't understand um it's almost like the more strides we make the harder the push is on some angles to say no. Um, And I hope that the powers that be don't let it revert to what it was. I hope it can just keep going forward. We see that happening. We also see that there are some people out there that are more militant, and I'm aware of that as well. That is a concerned but generally speaking overall the movement is in the direction of acceptance yes yes i would say and i think that that's a positive thing yes i think a hundred years from now it'll be a non-issue i hope so yes i do too (laughs) that would be very nice Uh, i can tell you when i was young i lived in japan for two years and this was in the 60s and what do you think would be very nice was that way back then in Japan. It was a non-issue. So I'm sure it's still a non-issue today. Yeah, it, it. But I do notice that 
there's been a lot more acceptance from the media, for example. Yes. And from for, from the entertainment field. And you see people uh, portrayed now in, in, in television shows and things like that that mm. you wouldn't have seen 30 years ago. Yes. That would have been very unusual. Yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, I kind of equate it with the fact that when I was a kid, they used to make drinking funny, hmm. uh, like W.C. Fields. Yes. Right? Somebody was out there drinking, and that, that oh, that was funny. To me, it's not funny, yeah. because I, I've had uh, uh, difficulty with it, and uh, I haven't had a drink since October 6, 1979. Have I seen changes in that field? Absolutely. I've seen a lot of that. It is not like it was. Yes. And I think the same thing is true of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, and I definitely I mean, I <laughs> I definitely gravitate towards shows that have LGBTQ plus characters. That's who I re it, ironically, as much as I don't seek it out in my community, I seek it out on my television. <laughs> <laughs> what are some shows that you would encourage people to watch? Oh, Oh, let's see. Um, there's a show called Young Royals. That's very interesting. Um, it's an old show, but Queer as Folk. Mm-hmm. Very good lessons in life. Had many seasons. Um, to this day, I've heard very few people ever talk about it. And I'm shocked <laughs> because for its time, even on a cable station as it was then, it was very taboo, I would probably say. But it, it, it is just as relevant today as it was then. Yeah. Oh, good show. <clears throat> yeah. If you have a question for Matthew, or if you have a comment, or you want to uh, express an opinion of what you've heard here, Email us, transcendent at gmail.com. We are grateful to have you coming back every week. Matthew, thank you for coming and joining us. Well, here. thank you. Yes. And to you listening, we're grateful to have you here. If you know somebody who could benefit from hearing this, please share it with them. Remember, we're out here saving lives one podcast at a time. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you Monday. Mm-hmm.